This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to celebrityqb.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. We just concluded week three of the NFL season, so we're going to talk about week four waiver wires. And first off, I'm going to be talking about the ridiculousness of the roughing the passer rule. We've seen it come up time and again, especially with the Packers, but they only have themselves to blame because they're the ones who started this whole mess in the first place. Ever since Aaron Rodgers injured his collarbone because Anthony Barr tackled him and fell on him, we've had this nonsensical rule being discussed, and now everyone's complaining about it because it was it shouldn't have been, even become an issue in the first place. That hit against Aaron Rodgers last year was perfectly legal. There is nothing wrong with being outside the pocket and a defender chasing you down, falling on top of you. It is impossible for a defender to cradle you and twist and move to throw your body weight on top of him and do that successfully without getting himself hurt. It doesn't make any sense. So... I don't care about the Packers complaining that Clay Matthews keeps getting fined. They're the ones who started this mess. However, I blame the league for once again missing the entire purpose of the rule and it's a formality. If you're trying to keep quarterbacks safer, making it that much harder for defenders to tackle them is only going to cause defenders to hit quarterbacks harder because they know that they're going to get flagged for it anyway. I can't wait for that injury to come to Tom Brady because someone decided to land all their body weight on top of Brady because they know they can't stop in time. So instead of getting a cheapy 15-yard penalty, get your full money's worth and actually try to put your full weight on them and hurt the guy. This is going to happen sooner than later. We've got 34 roughing the passer calls compared to uh, 17 after this point in the season last year. If you're if you're literally throwing flags twice as often, guess what? Teams know they're going to get flagged anyway, so they're better off doing uh, doing their business and actually doing more damage to players. So this doesn't help player safety one iota. And guess what? The injuries to QBs are going to pile up because there's 
only so many quality QBs in the league. The 49ers season just ended because Jimmy Garoppolo blew out his ACL. And guess what? The 49ers aren't going anywhere. So, you know, you are playing with fire, fire NFL by just sticking your head in the sand and just ignoring what countless people have told you that the roughing the passer call is, without question, one of the dumbest rule implementations you have ever done, which is saying something because the catch rule is still is still a complete and utter joke. But this is a, this actually makes the catch rule look like sound, reasonable judgment by comparison. Anyway, rant over. Just because we got to get down to these waiver wire picks. So, hey, Throwdown Nation, are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Strau have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Hopefully, uh, the folks who are listening to the show have been paying attention to the fact that Calvin Ridley should have been stashed on your roster a while ago, as well as... uh, 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 Taj Boyd, but uh, the uh, the issue here is, you know, if Ridley and Boyd are off the board and they should be, if not, Tyler Boyd and uh, and Calvin Ridley are absolutely the number one picks. But you've been good, you know, you've already stashed them. Chris Godwin also should be off the board already. If you've been paying attention to the show, uh, they should be off the board. So, realistically, the guys we'll be looking at for waiver wire picks would be along the lines of Mike Williams of the Chargers because he's starting to get more uh, uh, integrated with uh, the offense. But also uh, the fact that uh, you can look at Geronimo Allison because the chances are he should be already owned. But I keep looking at the statistics for Yahoo and ESPN, and he's still owned in less than 40% of leagues. I don't know what folks are doing with their rosters, but clearly they're not paying attention. So, Geronimo Allison is a definite ad. Here is one other name I will throw out there. And, you know, it is one that comes with some trepidation, but Sonny Michel of the Patriots, in that running back core is eventually going to become the lead back. He started to get some touches. Uh, Rex Burkhead has been ineffective for the Patriots thus far, and he's injured. James White is a factor back, but realistically, he's just a pass catcher. More often than not, he's not going to be running in between the tackles. The The issue becomes that uh, Sonny Michel is going to be the lead back for the Patriots. Now, does that mean he's going to be running back one status? No, because... Deion Lewis was the most talented running back the Patriots have had in years, and he was fringe running back one uh, aspect. So uh, I would not give Michel uh, anywhere close to that, but he's definitely a flex player right now, and I think he goes into running back two status uh, in short order within the next three weeks. Other names to keep an eye out for, 
that you may uh, need to uh, consider uh, would be Vance McDonald because he's going to be getting integrated uh, into the Steelers offense more often. Uh, to me, if you've got injuries with your tight ends or you got Jordan Reed out on the bye, uh, Vance McDonald is someone you can take a uh, closer look at uh, for your team. Guys that I would be looking to either drop or trade for whatever scraps you can get, uh, you know, this is uh, this is just a no-brainer. Robbie Anderson, the Jets don't throw the ball deep down the field, so there's no point in owning Robbie Anderson. His whole value is coming off of his speed. He's not a real great route runner. He's not going to do a whole lot for you uh, this year with the way the Jets are calling their offense. So uh, he can be dropped. And Chris Hogan's time as being fantasy relevant is coming quickly to an end because Julian Edelman is coming back and Josh Gordon is learning the playbook as we speak for New England. Unless Gordon completely flames out, which is entirely possible, uh, I, I just can't see Chris Hogan doing all that much. Uh, and even if Gordon flames out, I still think Hogan takes a backseat to pretty much everyone else on that uh, team because even Philip Dorsett has a more established role than Hogan at this point. I mean, if you're looking at Hogan's stat line, it's one catch for 11 yards, three catches for 42 yards, and three catches for 31 yards. He's run a ton of routes for New England, and he's still not being targeted by Brady. That should tell you something about Brady's comfort level with his receivers. Uh, I'm I'm not uh, sold on Hogan going forward, uh, just given all the mix. Now, I know there are folks that are going to be looking at Jordy Nelson uh, just because he had a big day against uh, the Dolphins. I'm not sold on that whatsoever. I mean, I already gave you... Uh, I already gave you different names that you could have gone with, like in terms of Ridley and Boyd. But uh, those guys absolutely have to go ahead of uh, Jordy Nelson without question. And if for some reason John Brown's still in your league for reasons that I wouldn't be able to fathom, uh, but I know some of you have already mentioned them to me, uh, yeah, they all go ahead of... uh, of what you get with uh, uh, the receiving core, because uh, to me, it's a it's a case where you have to uh, be able to uh, get some value out of these players. So uh, that that would be the the overall uh, game plan. I, I wouldn't go crazy with uh, tr- trying to uh, bring about uh, Jordy Nelson onto your roster. That's just my opinion. Also, this is a public service announcement, uh, just to conclude the show. With the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, all 49ers players should be downgraded significantly or dropped from your leagues. Outside of maybe George Kittle and Breida, I honestly cannot recommend anyone else. Uh, So, you know, if you have Pierre Garçon, he's good as gone. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, his, he's got great speed, but he ain't got anyone to throw the ball to because C.J. Beathard cannot throw deep down the field effectively. So, again, tough break for 49ers fans and tough break for 49ers players for their fantasy owners, but none of these players outside of Breida and Kittle would be worth rostering, in my opinion. Alfred Morris won't get the running space because the 49ers won't have 
the threat of the passing game to open up lanes for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, Breida can get dump-offs as well as Kittle, but that's about the extent of the offense. So outside of those two players, I can't recommend anyone on the 49ers going forward. So that is your PSA. You're welcome. You'll thank me later. Just don't try to endure the pain of rostering some of these players just because you think that something's going to break for them in the future. It won't. The season's over for the 49ers. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to end the show on that dour note, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, Like I said, if you're looking at waivers this week, I wouldn't go too crazy outside of the receivers. Uh, You know, the running back situations in a number of places haven't shored up yet. I mean, maybe Buck Allen's still on waivers for your teams, but, uh, you know, I, I'd be surprised at this point if he still was. But other than that, no one else has really established themselves. The Tampa situation is still a mess. I wouldn't even look at Ronald Jones at third. And Jaquiz Rogers is not rosterable, in my opinion, either. So you're stuck with Peyton Barber. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just not a whole lot to look at in terms of the waivers this week, in my opinion. Uh, I know people are going to be talking about Baker Mayfield, but I, I look at it from a perspective of uh, Browns players that are already on team. So Carlos Hyde and Landry, they take a step up just because Mayfield's got the better arm anyway. So it spreads the ball out a little bit further. But outside of that, nothing else to speak of in terms of uh, the waiver wire. So uh, that's all I've got for tonight. But uh, good luck to you the rest of the week. And I'll do my previews for week four coming up later in the week. Have a good one, folks. It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.